Hello everyone and welcome back to the last and final part, part three of the live World of Work event which took place in October and we kick it off with a question coming from one of the participants regarding LinkedIn and our opinion on LinkedIn and then we just continue and proceed the conversation in the perfect while style. So make sure you stay tuned in until the end where we will be sharing our wow moments all together. So as always, let's tune in before we call it a wrap for this season one. Yeah, hi guys, Claudia here. I was wondering, what is your opinion on LinkedIn? Because I've got those different, I see different sides of it. And one way I see it as a great tool to get back to the network or to, to expand my network, um, to see, you know, who's where. But um, I, I, I still struggle to find LinkedIn a source that would help us to, you know, to find the job. For me, it's still more a network tool. Are other people thinking the same? Yes. <laughs> it's a networking tool for me too. I would call it the Facebook of the professional world. And that's pretty much it. So you get connected, you can know what's happening in their lives, in the professional life, and you know, catch up on the activity there. But if you're using LinkedIn as the sole thing for job search, it's a very misleading, um, it's, it's very misleading in my view, because it is one of the tools that you could use as a part of your strategy, but that's not the only thing that you need to use as a part of your strategy. Yeah. I, I guess in, um, I, I will look at jobs that appear there because I'm interested in where is there some movement, whether that's geographical movement um, or, you know, company movement. And what I do like is that it's very easy to look at, you know, quick descriptions about an organization. So I will use it for that purpose as well. If I want to have like a quick snapshot of, okay, what about V4? Okay, who are they? What do they do? Uh, who are the people that work there? Um, you know, do I know anyone? Is it a company I would like to approach? How would I go about that? I, I will use it for that more than truly for you know a job in a way um because i i, I don't yeah I, I think you can see it right the numbers of applicants and i always think you become the, the needle in the proverbial haystack so and i think the beauty of linkedin is if you focus on the posts and the groups because sometimes they lead you to other things where you can know more about the culture of the company or who the people are so that's another use for it but it's it's just a tool exactly well, i see your question on chat and uh, just to take the question where else would you look if it's not linkedin i would say let's go back to the entire uh, point which Sunita raised and it's it's really going into how do you prepare yourself, how do you really build that strategy, how do you target and network. Network, in my view, network. That's that's where you find your that the that's where you have the highest chances of finding your job, if I can put it like that. I'm not saying headhunter search firms don't help, they do, they absolutely help you get closer to the target areas. And also, at least in my experience, 
I would say there's no harm in, in when you are in the market, there's no harm going out and interviewing yourself. You know, it's also to understand every interview gives you an opportunity to learn more about yourself, learn a little bit more about another company, another industry. What are they looking for? It's, it's a bit of, you know, self-awareness that comes in through that process and self-revelation. So go through those processes. It's not that you don't, but network. Figuring your network in a smart way using the social etiquette. I am going to steal that from you, Irina. I really, really like that because exactly what Paula alluded to, just sending your CVs across, just sending your profiles across and assuming that things should happen because you know what? I sent my CV. What more do you need? Sorry. Sorry. We all need to put in a little bit more effort to, to, to get to the core of it. It's also a question of uh, of time, I think, because we do have to understand on the other on the other end, we also have these kind of frustrations sometimes, right? That the line managers are not paying so much attention to the CVs that we're sending through, and so on and so forth. But having worked uh, together with various organizations uh, in the past couple of years, I've come to realize that it's also a very short time frame that we're giving them to pay attention to the CV. It's, it's very little information for them to base a decision on. So then ultimately, the only thing that can help you is still your achievements and your skills and putting a face to a name as well. It's exactly what uh, Sunita was mentioning uh, before. If you were a bottle of wine, this is just the one layer of it. You also have to price yourself. You also have to uh, let them know exactly what your quality is like and so on and so forth. LinkedIn helps facilitate just that, that communication. Mm -hmm. And I want to bring it back to the LinkedIn groups because this is something that I'm very fond of uh, myself. And I get a lot of engagement uh, through LinkedIn groups. And I know some of you that are actually participating today do as well. So I'm sure there are some other uh, stories that we can share together. But it seems to me like there is a sense of community coming from these groups. And there's a sense of togetherness that everybody is uh, in the same boat and we're just trying to find out more. If you can help us, then great. If not, it's also great. But at least you're trying to go the extra mile and putting yourself out there for, uh, for better results at the end of the day. Murtaza, maybe just one more thing. You said, where else would you look? Uh, I think any social media tool, whether it's Facebook or Insta or whatever, is only a tool. Because startups, for example, are hiring more from Facebook because they're looking at a different population. But again, it's just a tool to get a name. So that's very important. All, all social media tools are one part of your strategy. I think Mona said it very eloquently. And also, uh, when we were starting the call, you know, and we were looking into the, the, the external market and the vacancies are less in the traditional corporate world, I want to link it to what you were saying, Sunita, about startups. I can speak for a fact for the U.S. and, and definitely for, for Switzerland. This has been an amazing year for startups in, in the sense that, and they don't, will not go necessarily this trad traditional way when it comes to um, filling vacancies. And so you may also want to look into your territory, wherever your territory is. And I think we also need to be mindful of that. I had a question, somebody moved to another country. It's a different country. You need to start kind of from scratch to not build your network, but through your network, help 
to find other people located in the new territory where you want to operate in, but connect as well with some chambers of commerce. Why not get into some associations, whether it's trade associations or if you're, as I said, interested in startups, it is proliferating uh, out there. Then, you know, between proliferation and actual uh, possibilities, we need to see, but explore these different avenues that are out there based on you know what it is that you 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 want to pursue and achieve keeping in mind that these are difficult times so i do want to close it with a bit of a sense of you know let's breathe <laughs> and, and kind of be nice to ourselves you know it it is a difficult market and you may be encountering several rejections or several maybe facing several walls but I'm not saying it's okay, but it is okay it, because the walls are there. So it's not about you. Um, and, and we do want to end it with a little bit of a resilience. How do you keep yourself motivated? Some other people are being challenged at the moment in terms of their own self-worth, their own sense of confidence. Um, I've seen recently somebody saying rejection is protection. I'm not sure about that. But I do think that every no you get will get you closer to a yes. The more no's you may get, <laughs> the more you're gonna say, okay, next time. And the yes does not necessarily mean a job, but the yes may mean I'm gonna be able to meet this other person. I'm gonna be able to interact differently with this other person. So I encourage you to collect as many no's as possible so that you will get closer and closer to what you're actually looking for. Um, and we do have a couple of final, let's say, polling uh, questions here on how you are, how you are, excuse me, I will soon hopefully be able to find this, relaunch, oh, here we go, boosters, launch poll. And a couple of ideas here, you know, when I look at what I've done and achieved in my life, I can easily talk about three to four things I'm super proud of. Go ahead, ladies and gentlemen. Absolutely. I'm already smiling now just thinking about it. Only three to four? I can think of many more. Haven't thought of it, but I will. And your inspiration quests and how... How are you letting yourself be inspired every day? You know, what is giving you that energy? And I think we also have a question here on my greatest energizers, family, friends, pets, sports. The energizers are within me, are many more than any list could ever capture. And I think maybe we can, we can share uh, our personal views with the panelists on what is it that wowing us? What is it that's energizing us when we have our down moments? First of all, we know they're gonna go back up, but how do we boost them back up? And how can we, how can we share that? Um, and that would be a nice way, I think, to, to end this, this chat. Um, whoever wants to go first, while our participants are filling in the poll, please go right ahead and share with us what's still wowing you and what's motivating you and energizing you. So why don't I go first then? Um, because it's a very recent sense of rejection and it felt very much like that and a deep disappointment. Um, 
and then how do you overcome that? And, and, and one is, I don't know if I can even retrieve him because he's sleeping underneath the desk. Come, come, come. <laughs> Here. Dog. You cannot go wrong with him. Um, it's, it's always good. And, and I think that whether it's your pet or your parents or your partner, um, when you have a moment of, oops, now I've lost my <laughs> applications here. Uh, when you have this moment of rejection, then you, you, know, you need to get that reinforcement of that unconditional love and, and you know, people that will, that will pick you up and that will boost your confidence. Um, and and I needed that, so 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 that would be one. But I guess for me the turning point was my outplacement consultant, um, and she helped me to process. And by extracting, you know, what are the elements that had really gone well that I will definitely replicate. Um, and her name is Suzanne, and she's really wonderful. Um, and Suzanne kept saying, well, you did 10 interviews, so something must have gone right. And what is it? And she kept hammering that point. And then she also helped me to digest the what will I do differently based on the feedback and to dive into that. So find someone that can you know, boost your confidence, give you the unconditional love and find the someone that can help you to process and to extract the lessons learned um, so that, you know, you can then fortified in a way, move from your nose to the yes in the future. So that would be my thought. For me, it is just managing my energy. Some wise person told me, don't manage your time, manage your energy. So it means I, when I'm tired, I just go take a break. I force myself, I get fresh air sport and, and so just think of your energy and and utilize it in the best way that that works for me we can go next and uh, i completely concur both with karin and sunita energy is something that you need to manage uh, finding unconditional love for me it really comes from family and friends but also from really making the list of all the things we are grateful for I mean, there are so many things in our lives, including the fact that we can breathe so easily, we have healthy bodies. There are so many wonderful things we already have, which we need to be grateful for. And that in itself just brings a smile back and saying, okay, whatever that one little failure is, one little failure, we will come through it and you know, it will pass as well. I feel like we're gonna repeat uh, quite a few. <laughs> actually, because I do feel uh, similarly to what the ladies have mentioned so far. It is a combination of things. I don't think we can rely on only one thing. Uh, for me, I have gone uh, fully digital <laughs> with everything. And uh, recently, in recent months, uh, I've actually uh, taken my sports class uh, on, uh, on a digital, on a virtual avenue as well. And I meet with my friends uh, every week, actually. They give me a very positive energy. We also kind of bounce off each other and we're still doing something to keep that mental, uh, yeah, that, that positive mental attitude going, which 
sometimes I feel like uh, there's a need of, and you need uh, people that you confide in and that you vent with and uh, so on and so forth. So this has definitely been an improvement for me throughout this entire period because it was a solution to the lockdown as well, right? So I had to find something uh, outside of my day-to-day activity that uh, I could I could really uh, energize with. And it's not just this, but it's a small tweak that I've done in my uh, schedule that actually helped me tremendously. And I've also built closer relationships uh, because of it. Andrea, would you like to share your wows as well? Yeah, I of course I agree with uh, I mean with uh, with all, uh, with the says that I have been uh, hearing. Uh, I would say uh, meditating, finding myself, uh, being thankful uh, for all the good things that happened to me. Um, for a failure, I always like to yeah just to to be alone actually to 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 do some sport and. Uh, um taking some time for myself uh thinking and uh and learning because i think um i think it's great to fail actually i, I think it's great to have deception uh because this will uh, this will help you to step back and to move forward uh better so uh it's a, it's actually a great lesson um and also all the whole this situation you know of uh, uh of covid uh, unfortunately this also helped us to, to to find with ourselves and uh, to take some time to take more time for us actually uh and to think of uh, of who we are and what is our role um here actually and with this we wrap up not only the live event that we had but also we wrap up season one of this world of work podcast it's been quite a journey since july i hope you've enjoyed it and i hope you found it useful and why not inspirational for sure i've enjoyed the journey and i know the guest panelists as well who generously contributed their time their experience their expertise i'm sure they also found it quite an adventure Now, the first season was all focused, as you know, on a very particular part of the world of work. I would dare say the smallest part. It doesn't mean it's not important. Of course, it's important, but it is just one aspect of it. And it is very, very contextualized to the moment we're living today. But these market trends are changing and the future is very, very different, much more challenging, but I also think extremely, extremely exciting. So it's all about equipping ourselves, perhaps with different ways of thinking, different navigation tools as the landscape is changing. So my season two, three, four, five, who knows, will be focused more on these future landscapes and we'll be focused more on what are the new tools, thinking tools, but also navigation tools that we need to equip ourselves with to make sure we have a greater control of our professional, but also of our personal lives. But as I said, for now, it is a wrap. We close season one. I thank the guest panelists, starting from Susan Kay, Karen Viering, Irina Boras, Sunita Mahotra, Mona Amin, and Andrea Coleman. Thank you very much, ladies, for contributing to the world of work, for bringing on your voices, a hundred million voices, a hundred million people, and many more to come. 
You'll know what I mean very soon. Till the next time, take good care. <laughs>